Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. Tonight we have myself, Albert, and Jonathan Mock. How are you doing, Mock? Good. I guess Timmy didn't want to talk baseball again, huh? Yeah, because Timmy's not here, that is the exact reason why we're talking about baseball. It gives us a chance to talk about just the trade deadline. We're recording this on Wednesday night, August 1st. Um, a lot of deals came down the line yesterday. I don't know if you caught any, Mock? Yeah, it was livelier than... NBA. It was pretty crazy. What was uh, what were some of the deals that kind of jumped out at you? Dodgers are really going for it. Ooh, I was kind of surprised. Manny, Manny. Yeah, uh, Manny Machado. That happened, you know, right after or during the All Star break. Uh, but they are in the thick of it. Things now. I think they're tied for the leader in the division, or, or like a half game back, or something. It's going to be a fight to the finish. But they, I'm surprised they were willing to get rid of uh, some of their top prospects to really go for it for a couple of rentals. Yeah, they've they've done that the last couple of years, right? Last year they gave up a lot for you Darvish. We broke that live on air if you will and then Oh, that's true. This year they 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 went for Manny Machado. But you're right. The NL West has this is at 9 p.m. on Wednesday. The Diamondbacks are 60 and 49. Half game back of them is the Rockies and tied with the Rockies are the Dodgers. And then yeah. kind, kind of it's- like Kind of, honestly, they're kind, they're kind of peaking um, as the Giants. They're five games out. They get on like a hot run. They're right in, in it again. And so um, it's a crazy division. It's going to suck for one of those teams. It's going to suck for either the Diamondbacks or the Dodgers because they gave up a whole lot at the deadline. And, and if one of them doesn't end up making the playoff or, or loses in the, in the wild card game, it's going to really suck. Yeah, that's a that's a nice segue into the Diamondbacks, um, just because there's a little Rangers flair, if you will. Jake Diekman was just traded to the Diamondbacks. Um, he's one of the relievers for the Rangers. He's been up and down. He has really nasty stuff, tall left-hander. Um, but were you able to just catch a little bit about his his story and like the day he was traded and things like that? I I heard things got kind of emotional. I didn't see any video or anything like that though. Yeah, so he was dealing with a lot of uh, personal things and health things for the last two years, and he's just really appreciative of the Rangers franchise, just being there and supporting him, and then there's a lot of things, like personally, he just got married, he just had a kid, so there's like all these things changing in his life, and I think it just kind of overwhelmed him in that yeah. in that interview. But what really was cool was, so the Rangers were actually playing the Diamondbacks when the trade happened. And so there's this video of him oh, wow. of him going to a different team. So instead of like hopping on a plane or like hopping in a car, he went onto a golf cart and just got all his stuff and and rode down the hallway and and like greeted all of his two teammates. I thought that was pretty funny and cool. I'm kind of surprised the Rangers kind of got what they got with uh, all their deadline trades. Um, I mean, we heard names floating around, but. From a prospect standpoint, I haven't got, had a chance to look too far into it, but I think from your standpoint, right, you got to be pretty happy with anything they can get at this point. I'll be honest with you, like although I'm a Rangers fan, um, it's I don't know any of these prospects. Like obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I just follow their ranking within that ball club, and if it's right. you know like a top ten prospect, I feel like that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, giving giving up Jake Diekman, giving up Hamels to the Cubs, or Two moves that, you know, I think we had to do. I think it was a win for us. 
All right, let's let's hop on to the Astros. What deals did they make? Um, do you consider them good, short-sighted, or is it something that is going to pay dividends? The deals we made, for the most part, I think they're kind of on course, on par with uh, what I expected. Um, I really wanted a bat. I've been, I think I've been saying that all year. Um, I people talk about the bullpen and how it's weak and blows games and stuff. I, I thought our bullpen was fine, um, ERA wise, and especially when you get the postseason. You know, some of those starters or a couple of those starters are going to head to the bullpen as well. So I, I didn't really see the need there, but at the same time, I do like the moves we made. Uh, we got Presley, Ryan Presley from the Twins. He's going to be a solid addition there. The most the most shocking move we didn't get a bet, but we traded for Roberto Osuna, which mm-hmm. has been kind of a firestorm in Houston in terms of. There's been very, very, very mixed reactions. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I think this is something I really want to bring with you, especially just because, um, from a Houston standpoint, at least, whether it's you know the Rockets or the Texans or or the Astros, I feel like the Houston teams have always fielded like a team of good guys you know what I mean like it's part of the reason kind of to their detriment almost um you know we never bring on anyone with any baggage with any off the field issues of any kind um and and Osuna is you know in the midst well at the tail end of a 75 game suspension for domestic abuse and yeah he hasn't had a day in court yet that's coming up and it sounds like the charges are going to be dropped but at the same time it just there's no way that the Astros won't look hypocritical here just because they, they have like a zero tolerance policy. I don't know if you remember, but uh, a couple months ago or sometime in the last couple of years, uh, had a minor league prospect who yep. a video surfaced. Of yeah. Them. Everyone saw uh, that video. Yeah. And, and we let him go right away and uh, you know, harped on this zero tolerance policy. And now we, they're still saying zero tolerance policy, but it's almost like a loophole. It's like a zero tolerance policy if you're already on the team. And then now they're saying all the right things. You know, they want to make this like a redemption story, a second chance story for Osuna. Um, I, there's definitely a lot of unknowns there, but I guess I want to hear from you. Like, from your standpoint, I'll just bring up the Cowboys just off the top of my head. Like, yeah. they're, they're known as a team who um, is not really that concerned with it, or, or they're, they're known for kind of taking advantage of players who might fall in the draft because of off the field stuff like how does how Man, do you have that, trouble is, reconciling is that? that what they're known for <laughs> i think so you know started yeah. with des bryant i mean that's not that that bad but yeah. uh they're yeah like the randy gregory's all all those kind of guys no i i understand what you're saying um i think what it what is really you know coming to the forefront here is that it's a business. It's very cutthroat. Yeah. The Houston Astros window, if you will, is like huge, right? Like this yeah. is the time to win. This is the time to pick up world titles and things like that. So um, even though, you know, the manager or the front office can say zero tolerance, if someone with the talent of Asuna is available, and I think, you know, it's definitely a buy low, right? Like, his value, if he's if he's dealing, is is up there. But because yeah. of his off the field things and because of his up and down season, um, I think it was a very low risk move. 
with high reward. With that being said, you're right. Like image is um image is hard to get back. So if if Houston becomes the team with the reputation that they don't really care about this or they they can turn turn their eye away about from that, then that reputation's going to be really hard to shake. Yeah. Right. It it's it's a very sticky situation. Like for me um you know, just from a faith background and everything like that, yeah, I want to be a guy who believes in second chances, but at the same time, I can't help but feel this is a little icky. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say, like, I, I want to believe in him. I want to, you know, I want to, everyone loves a good redemption story, right? But I just don't know if I wanted to be the team to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not to say that, um, you know, Astros definitely weren't the only ones after him. Uh, if we were, I feel like the price would be a lot cheaper. You know, we still gave up three pretty good prospects. Uh, you know, one of them is Ken Giles, who was, you know, our closer last year on the World Series team. Uh, he's had his ups and downs. and uh, But we gave up two other, you know, high, high AAA prospects for him. Yeah, so, it, was, it was pretty expensive for sure. Was that the only move y'all, y'all made? We uh, made a Presley, few other right? ones. Uh, we had Presley and think from a talent i guess those are the main ones yeah from a talent standpoint though right like osuna is more talented than ken giles oh it's a no-brainer from a talent standpoint like osuna that's a sticky thing right like i really wanted osuna two years ago or even last year but he was untouchable like he was arguably you know top three young closer in the game He's, he's like 23 or something um and under arbitration for a couple more years so it's it's a no brainer from a baseball standpoint. It's just it's really strange for Houston to be cheering for a guy like this. I not to sound like I'm on a high horse or anything, but you know you know what I mean? Like fresh off of or really in the midst of a domestic abuse suspension, it's it's a touchy subject. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. With that being said though, how do you feel or what do you think of Houston's chances moving forward? I mean, you still have the big guns in the Yankees, yeah. the Red Sox, um, you know, a couple of teams in our division. Um, but what do you, how do you feel about this year uh compared to last year? Uh I'm very high on our chances this year. Oh, I have a pretty really? decent We just swept you guys. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Uh, that happened when I, this past weekend when I was in San Antonio. Couldn't believe it. Uh, we're dealing up with a couple injuries right now, but for the AL, for the most part, I feel like it's wrapped up. Um, it's at least the division leaders. Uh, the Yankees are going to have a tough time catching the Red Sox. Seattle, we just took two out of three from them with like our AAA squad. We <laughs> we got like Correa, Altuve, and Springer out, um, and we still took two two out of three. Um, it, I think it's going to come down to down to the wire maybe for the second wildcard spot between like the A's and, and the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of those teams will probably end up playing the Yankees in one game playoff. Uh, NL is where it gets super interesting, I think. I, I think all the races there are really tight. And, and when you have a teams that really are going for it, but they're really in the midst of a wildcard race, it's... It's stressful. Uh, yeah, you're stressful. right. Like we, we alluded to the Dodgers. I mean, not only did they get Manny last week, but they got Brian Dozier yesterday. Yeah. They completely remade their infield. 
and then John Axford to kind of help Kenley over the bullpen. Yeah. yeah, so they are definitely going for it. And you're right if it if they swing and miss and barely miss the playoffs or whatnot, it's it's a big fail on their part. Yeah. Um, but I I actually think that the Dodgers are going to be in an upswing pretty soon. I think it took a while, but Kershaw is finally rounding back in the form, and I think their team is about to get healthier. With that being said, I think it's because I'm lower on the other National League teams. Like, I don't believe in the Cubs at all. Um, I think the Phillies are fool's gold. I don't even know how they're playing so well. 59-48, leading the NL East. They're Um, going for it, too. They are going for it. Um, Speaking of the NL East, what do you think of Bryce Harper and not being traded and, and all that with the Nets? It's... It's a sad time to be in the D.C. area. Um, I, obviously, if they didn't just win the Stanley Cup, it'd be pretty depressing over there. Uh, I think the highlight of their season is going to end up being like Bryce Harper winning the home run uh, derby at home. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. But at the same time, they're only five games back, and they're sellers at the deadline, uh, which is a little sad if you're a fan of that team. Do you think Especially, they, do you think they did that because they're trying to clear money for Bryce? Like, I don't, I don't understand that mindset. You're right. Like, why were they yeah. selling their players? It, it, it just feels like they gave up on keeping him already, which is bad uh, for that franchise. But they were they they choked in the playoffs a couple times the last couple of years. We all know about that, but. I mean, they're right there. Their firepower is there. They still have Scherzer, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. And it's, I don't know, that was surprising when we heard reports of Bryce being shopped around, at least. So the Brewers picked up Jonathan, Jonathan Scoop, Mike Moustakis, and Joaquin Soria. That's a really nice haul. It's big. That is it a is nice big. haul. I didn't even know that. So the Brewers are NL Central. They're tied with the Cubs in first place. Um, man, they might... They might run away with that division. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pirates actually went shopping, too. (laughs) They got your boy Keela. uh, uh, And they got Chris Archer from the Rays, which is a pretty big name. Uh, uh, Chris Archer isn't a rental, though. I think he's under contract for a couple more years. Yeah, he is under control for a couple years. That's a big move, though, from the Pirates and the Brewers. Actually, that entire division, because Cole's got Cole Yeah, the entire division. (laughs) So is it is it the NL year, or do you think that Astros can pull it out in the end? See, that's the thing. I think the NL is going to be close going down the wire for regular season in terms of all of their divisions, but I don't think anyone in the NL really sniffs like the top three of the AL. Yeah, I agree with that. With that being said, though, the Red Sox get, getting Ian Kinsler, I was like, wait, do people think Your Kinsler, boy. Do, do people think Kinsler <laughs> is still good in 2018? <laughs> Every time Where, I watch Where's he going to play? I don't even know. Is Pedroia hurt again? Probably. He's always hurt. Every, <laughs> every time I watch an Angels game, Kinsler hits into a double play. Like, literally every game. I don't understand why people think he's good. Poor Angels, man. They went from, like, the darlings of the league with, you know, Trout and all the hype around Otani to start the year, and then now they're going to be last in the division yet again. Man, so looking at this trade, who the Phillies got, maybe I need to readjust what I feel about them. Adrubal Cabrera and Wilson Ramos, those are two pretty good bats. Um, man, 
Yeah, they got a pitcher too, Aaron Loop from the Jays. Jays traded everybody. Uh, yeah, Wilson Ramos was big. That's who I actually wanted the Astros to go after over Seb Martin uh, Maldonado. It's funny how the Rays are just like an incubator for other teams. <laughs> they just like develop these guys and then they trade them away at the deadline and just rinse and repeat every year. Their payroll is nothing right now. It's <laughs> it's pretty impressive. All right, so I do want to ask you about, this is a little closer to home, but Cole Hamels going back over to the National League. He's obviously had a really, I, I would say, disappointing year so far as a Ranger. Um, yeah. A lot of it was, I don't know, he, he, just, he just didn't click. But now going yeah. back into the National League where he dominated, quote-unquote dominated, he, he's always been more of a clutch postseason pitcher. But he's yeah. now reunited with you, Darvish. They have Lester. They have, um, what's his name? Yesterday, who pitched? I forgot. But they have a pretty good starting rotation now. Right. Do you think the Cubs can win two out of three? Two in three years. Oh, championships? Yeah. Uh, I just don't believe in that lineup. Like, the rotation, it's it's okay. It, it's above average uh i still don't think it touches like the astros obviously or or even like they don't have anyone to really match it with like the chris sale types the the scherzer types um but but the thing is like for a national league team they might get lucky because all the al teams are going to beat up on each other i mean i'm hoping that them bolstering their rotation and they at least give like the dodgers or yeah, hopefully the Dodgers will run for the money because I'd rather, if, if the Astros make the World Series, I'd rather not face the Dodgers again if possible. So, oh, because of just their, their moves? Because before the trade deadline, I, I wasn't that high on LA. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely still beatable, but in terms of, it, it's just not the best matchup for the Astros uh, as compared to other National League teams. And, have you and been following? For me, me for one, I just rather have a team that spent all that money just kind of come up short. Yeah. And because Do- Dozier and Machado, they're both very expensive rentals for half a season. Yeah, very, very expensive. Um, yeah, you you guys might not even see the Dodgers, anyways. Um, man, I'm impressed with the Phillies now. <laughs> I might have to readjust. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about, I guess, the two big teams out there in the AL East, Boston and New York. Are you, I mean, take your Houston Astros, you know, rose colored glasses out of it. Are you higher on Boston or higher on New York? I'm higher on New York. I, their bullpen is pretty ridiculous. Um, and I'm just glad there wasn't any, like, real high starting pitching at the deadline for the Yankees to go get. Uh, they, I mean, obviously they swung and missed last year on Sonny Gray. And uh, oh, yeah, the only job. guy they could really get this year was Jay Hop, which doesn't really scare anybody. He has good numbers, but he doesn't really scare anyone. You know what I mean? I mean, he's um, a good end-of-the-rotation guy for them. Right, right. Uh, but Severino's been struggling, and Tanaka... I don't know if he's back yet. He was hurt, like running the bases in an NL game or something, like trying to attack, attack from third. Uh, 
yeah, they just their top of the rotation is pretty weak in my mind. Even though Severino gets the numbers and he was up there in the Cy Young the past couple of years, but uh, he doesn't scare me like a Chris Sale type does. But the back end of their pen is pretty incredible. Patances and Chapman and Robertson, and now they added uh, Braff from the Orioles. I mean, I, th- I think they made that move just to keep him away from. <laughs> The other AL teams. <laughs> I yeah, think that was more a defensive move. And they picked up Lance Lynn too, who's a veteran. They're still at the end of the day. They're still the Bronx Bombers. They're going to take advantage of that ballpark. Yeah. And just try to out hit you. Um, you're right. I think their starting rotation is the weakest point. But if they can get through five or six innings and get to that bullpen, and hopefully, you know, because right now Gary Sanchez has been out for a while, and they're still, yeah. they're still, you know, winning at a decent clip. But judges out now too. Exactly, yeah. judges out. So I think they're all just trying to just get to the postseason healthy, and, yeah, and try to go for it. Then, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I said the Yankees scare me more just because we said this last year for them too going into the postseason, and even for the uh, AL division championship or conference championship with the Astros. Like we Astros had the advantage from starting pitching, but then we still couldn't hit at all. Uh, we barely, I think we won the first couple games like two to one and then didn't hit anything at all in the three games in New York and then had to scrape out game six and game seven victory at home. So home field advantage played a big part last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We, I mean, I feel like Astros did what we had to do. We reloaded. We got, you know, more starting pitching. Charlie Morton is still looking incredible uh, off the momentum from last year. We got picked up Garrett Cole. The Yankees just yeah. kind of stood pick, pat from pick up a of the year, man. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, yeah, pick man. up of the year so is, far. Is that a one-year deal? No, he's he's here oh for a while. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah, but the Yankees. I mean, they went offensive. They went after um, you know the NL MVP uh, Stanton. Yeah, which was a really crazy move at the time, and Stanton has had a really up and down year, like. There's been, you know, a, a stretch where he'll just get hot and hit like three or four home runs in a week, but yeah. for the most part, I, I'm not looking at his numbers or anything. But I'm, I'm assuming he's under 250, right? I think so, and and with a ton of strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, you that's can't... the problem with that team right now, that lineup. But exactly. Yeah. You never know; like they could go back to back to back on you, but they could also strike out like 12 times in a game. Yeah, and I think last year you brought up the the postseason matchup. I think it was a year too early for them. You could tell they were a deer caught in the headlights, Um, especially Aaron Judge. I don't know how he's going to do this year in the postseason, but it it definitely seemed last year that the moment was too big for him. With that being said, um, I mean, with my Rangers out of it, you're gonna hate this, but I'm actually pulling for the Yankees. Um, so I, I am. I'm hoping they they get it done. I, you know me. I like to see dynasties. I like to see super teams do well. Um, I just that, that's not, the Astros, man. I just don't know how Boston is so good. Can you tell me? Is it uh, is it just starting pitching? Because I look at yeah. their lineup and I'm not impressed. Outside They're of, just outside hot of Mookie all year. It's 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 been. Pretty amazing to watch. <laughs> like, I, like, I just respect Mookie. I don't like anyone else. Right. I don't understand how they're leading the AL East and 
I just, yeah, I by five it. and a half. Yeah, I don't get it. But you never know. There's still, you know, 50, 50 some odd games left. Uh, so who's your pick? So you said you're, you're assuming Boston's going to win the division. Yankees are going to get a wild card spot, right? Yes. I mean, at the very least. So I, I actually think the Yankees are going to go on a run towards the end. A good catch. Yeah. Yeah. When they bring back everyone, Judge, Sanchez. Hopefully their pitching gets better. So I think they can win, you know, like 8 out of 10 or something and kind of steal the division. But let's say they get that wild card. Um, Cleveland has it wrapped up already. Uh, worst yeah. division. And so who do you think gets that second wild card spot in the AL? So I really respect the A's, but I have a feeling that it's Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. It felt like it for this... It's, it felt like this was their year to, I mean, ton of one game, one run games. Yeah. And, and Cano, Cano hasn't even been playing. Felix hasn't pitched well. I know he's yeah. a shell of his former self, but um, I think it it might be Seattle's time just to get in the postseason. Um, you know, Ichiro is a player coach, so maybe it's like a perfect send off for him as well. I mean, I would love that. I would love for. Seattle to knock off the Yankees in the wild card game. <laughs> yeah, you would. I mean, that'd be a good game. I think it'd be like Paxton versus Severino, um, and then see who can come through with the with the hitting. What about the NL then? What are your predictions there? So I, I may have to readjust my feelings about the Phillies. Um, but they I mean, they, they might be weak, but look at the rest of the division. Like you're not really believing in the Braves right now either. Right? No, no. I think, but Phillies has, they have a weak pitching rotation, right? Not that Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I don't, they might win the division, like you said, but I don't think they're going to make any noise in the postseason. It might be the two, two major players, man, the Cubs and the Dodgers. So I, you think Cubs and Dodgers are going to win their divisions? Ah, uh, man. I've been high on, on Arizona, like, all year. I just, I don't know. And the Brewers, Brewers too. Yeah, Brewers did make a lot of moves, like you said. I just love Paul Goldschmidt so much. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a tough division, man. Holy crap! They're all bunched up there. Yeah, the Cubs, Milwaukee, uh, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Dodgers—they're they're pretty much all the same record. Even the Braves and the Phillies. So it's it's gonna be a crazy. It might come down to one of those last day of the year things again. I'm looking at the standings and paying attention to the splits. Um, so those top three teams, the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Dodgers, they actually play much better on the road. I, I wanted to look into the Rockies just because of their, you know, they're playing elevation, 5,000 feet up. So a lot of their games are high scoring. Um, I'm surprised that they're just 500 at home. I guess yeah. the best home team. So I, I just got back from Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Went to the Wrigley Wrigley Field for the first time ever. Full nice. experience. But they are thirty three and nineteen at home. The best record, home Huge. record in the National League. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's just, why they're leading their division right now, or tied for lead. But they're they're very similar to the Red Sox to me because I just I look at their lineup and I'm like, outside of Baez. Who is good, you know? I don't even think Bias is good. Really? I think <laughs> yeah. he's legit, man. He, I, I, you think so? Yeah. I like him like I like Francisco Lindor. Like, I love Lindor. 
Lindor's legit. Baez, I don't know. I think he's the flash in the pan. Really? I, I see him like as a. He's like an Odor type to me. Uh, Odor's pretty just, low, man. <laughs> huh? Odor is pretty low. That's a low <laughs> comparison. But their approaches at the plate are very similar. Uh, I guess at least before this season. Would you give I, him? Would you give him Gilbert Arenas? Bias. Yeah. <laughs> I love Gilbert, man. I know you do. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't give someone like that Gilbert. <laughs> but he is. He is flashy. I like. I said I haven't seen much of him this season. Just been watching his stats a little bit. But I know previous ones. I think he was a kind of black hole in that lineup. Yeah, I'm not a believer in the Cubs. I think if the Dodgers were able to sneak in, that team is loaded top to bottom. Um, they might make it back to the World Series if they get in. If not, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for the Phillies actually. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go for the Brewers. Ooh, I think that's I like it. We I mean we sent a they have a ton of old ex Astro players as well, the Brewers and the Pirates. So oh, yeah, one of those right. teams hopefully. Pirates fifty six and fifty two and they're freaking six games out of it. Like what a the National League is insane. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Pirates went on a tear too. I think they just won like almost twelve straight or something. I think that's how they got back into it. So you're not speaking of the Pirates, you're not high on Chris Archer? I'm just glad he didn't go to the Yankees. Yeah, that would have been made, that would have been a great move. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't go after him, but I guess they wanted Hap. I don't know. I don't know if they wanted him. I I just think that Toronto demanded less. Yeah, but I feel like you got to go for the higher ceiling, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the Yankees are confident in what they are right now. Like even if they finish wild card or they win the division, I think you think think they're still like feeling like they're a year ahead of schedule. Yeah, I I think like. They're on, like they're on schedule right now. Like mm-hmm. they will go definitely go go for it next year because yeah. I think I think that's la- Judge's last year on his contract. So I think either last or either next year or the year after. But I think that's when they really have to to go for it. Um, all right, one final question: Houston Astros. A lot of players are you know up for extensions in a year or two. How long do you think this window is? Because being a Rangers fan is pretty annoying. <laughs> I have bad news for you, man. Uh, especially judging from the moves we made or didn't make this deadline, I think our GM has like the long view in mind. So he's already thinking like four or five years down the road. Um, if you're talking about just this group of players that we know, like the Altuve, Correa, Springer, Bregman, this group will be together for another like two, two and a half years. Uh, I think Bregman's going to get a contract, big contract extension. Uh, Altuve already got his, and I think Springer and Correa are going to walk. Uh, but our farm is pretty loaded too, so that's why I'm saying it might be a tough road for you for a while. Springer seems like a Yankee to me. He, he's he's a good guy. Um, he's just a little frustrating sometimes to watch. He would fit right in with that lineup right now for sure. He's wait, are you saying Yankees are not good guys, or what do you mean by that? <laughs> no, I mean he's he's a good guy, but he is frustrating to watch sometimes uh, from a fan standpoint. He's just probably because... like your Ian Kinsler 
2010 for me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, he'll put up the number. I mean, obviously, I can't, I won't ever slander him because he's, you know, World Series MVP. But his, his swing does get really large. He's kind of, I still don't like him in the leadoff spot. I think that's the annoying thing to me. Um, but, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he stayed on with the Astros. I think someone else is going to pay him big money. Do you think Correa has peaked? No, I don't think he's peaked yet. I think he had a couple of freak injuries, and I think he's he's going to be back pretty big. I mean, I had really high hopes for him this year, but obviously he's missed like the past 30-plus games. Um, but yeah, I just don't see how we can afford him uh, at the end of his contract in a couple of years. Yeah. But we'll you, worry about that later. If you guys are down one run, bottom of the eighth, two outs, who do you want at the plate? It's Bregman, no question. Yeah, I agree with you. He's it's Bregman, uh, and then probably Yuli Gurriel, and then maybe Altuve. Gurriel is like so frustrating as a Astro hater. He, <laughs> he is so clutch, man. He he's pretty amazing. Yeah, very underrated uh, on a national scale, just because he's got those four guys around him. Exactly. Yeah. Like any other team, he would probably be a star. Do you think Bregman? When is his contract up? Like he's gonna ask for a hundred million dollars, right? Yeah, I mean he's under team control for at least another three years. He's, <laughs> he's making life, like six hundred six hundred thousand dollars right now. F my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts, Mock? Final thoughts. I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of reeling from the Osuna trade. Um, I think it's gonna. I I'm not used to being in this position where my team is hated. I think that's the big thing. Um, aside from you know my personal biases or whatever for. Uh, you know, giving someone a second chance or whatever. I, I, I just don't, not used to the, a Houston team being like a bad guy. Like, I feel like we're reaching like Patriots territory right now. It's pretty close, man. Yeah. Close. With that being said, though, when you travel and you, you, you're in airports and stuff, there are so many Astro hats. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, it's not just me, right? Definitely in Texas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess you you kind of experienced the same thing in the early 2010s for the Rangers because so many Ranger fans came out of the woodwork and we were good. At least in Dallas yeah. or in Arlington, like I feel like Houston, Houston by and large is definitely more of a baseball town than it is a basketball town. Mm-hmm. So now it's like every you're right airports. I I was in Seattle and. and I was definitely not the only one decked out on Astros here. So. <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting question, um, and we'll we'll probably speak to this at, on another podcast. But for the city of Houston, for football, basketball, and baseball, how would you rank them in terms of like city awareness and city importance? I think it's if it's like a hundred point scale. Yeah, I would say forty points to the Texans. 30 to 30 or 35 to the Astros and then the rest like 15 or 20 to the Rockets. Okay. I mean, we, we love the Rockets, but most people definitely don't believe in them. (laughs) I feel like you guys are more of a basketball town than Dallas is. Dallas is probably like 70 Cowboys. Yeah. I would, that might be even pretty, that might be on the low side. Yeah. And then I'd say 90, 
90? Seven, seven and three. Yeah. Oh, it's all Cowboys, man. Well, we have or stars, at least that's too. The feeling give, I get. give the Stars one at least. <laughs> Maybe uh, if they made the playoffs this year. Uh, okay. Uh, before I forget, I do want to shout out Tasty Tales and Richardson. Their store yeah. hours are Sunday to Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, it's 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, tomorrow is Thirsty Thursdays. That's every single Thursday. That means $2 fireball shots, $3 crown and down, $4 rumple shots, $3 deep, deep eddies, and $3 all abitas. Have your fun at Tasty Tales Richardson right there on Highway 75. Please check us out on Facebook, Six Pennies Podcast. We're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, we're on SoundCloud. Um, If you have any extra time, please give us a review and give us five stars. Thanks, guys.